Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I have a hard time sleeping at night. So what is the stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps support better sleep quality and recovery. It's one thing you can do every single day and costs you less than $3 a day. So it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now here's the best. Stay tuned, sports podcast. And hello there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back again. Also back with, uh, well, we're not going to call him Ezra Miller. He he, uh, with his his prediction from last week's episode. You got to stop bringing the name up, though. I don't care what you call me. Just stop bringing the name up. Just what, stop doing it. What was the Chris Berman guy back in the day? Oh, the Swami. Swami. You're, you're the Swami of Stay Tuned Sports. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I rarely take victory laps. And it's hard to say victory lap considering the circumstances under which the prediction was made. But I'll tell you what. I took a victory lap anyway. <laughs> Man, if like uh, calling that and I had been calling that for a while. I remember I had I have I was speaking with my father about that uh like a couple of weeks ago. Uh when when it was first when it first came out that uh they were going to appeal it. And I was like, I I don't like everybody's talking about it, it was gonna be a year, it was gonna be indefinite, it was all this stuff. I said the 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 way it was sounding from some of the media people and from some of the people in the know is like it, they might have tried to drag it out for that reason of that they were negotiating. I said, if they're talking it out, if they're looking to settle it, I said, you're probably going to look at, instead of being six, they'll double it to 12. And you're going to see somewhere within that kind of five, eight, ten million dollar fine range. Yeah. And I was kind of saying that for a while. And then sure enough, he gets the 11 games, 12 weeks, five million dollar fine. And uh, and which uh, which I, I I will give you your I gave you your your pretty much happened a week ago, um, but you weren't dead on. You were like like second place. You you placed in the if you were no I didn't call, on the I horse. didn't call it exactly yeah. no I didn't call it exactly I called it in the range and in the clips that we posted uh, on our social media uh, there with with the Stay Tuned Sports uh, at ST Sports Podcast on all the all the social media platforms there uh twitter instagram facebook all that um tiktok yes, by the we, way. We, yes we do have a tiktok we're on we're on the tiktok so if you did see that in the clips that were posted uh you hear it you hear it in the clips from last week in the clips that were posted too um that no i said it was, it was probably going to be around 12 probably going to be somewhere around eight 
ten million dollar range, somewhere around there. And uh, again, a lot of that language was because I wasn't sure, and I yeah. kind of wanted to. You know, you were, when you say something like that, you kind of want to give yourself a little room. Yeah, you know, be like it was. It could be in that range, in that area. And and sure enough, yeah. So they they gave him the twelve week. I'll take the twelve weeks, eleven games still as. I'll, I'm I'm taking that as a victory. I don't care that I got that I got that right. You know. Yeah. No. I think I think I was closer than most because yeah. I think most people thought it was going to be a year no matter what, whether it went to the full arbitrate. You know, the to the decision uh, by the former New Jersey Attorney General or. Uh, if it was a settlement, I think a lot of people thought it was going to be a year anyway. I I was like, if they're negotiating, if it's going to be a settlement, it's not going to be for the year. Yeah, when when I saw it was being discussed, I was like, all right, years off the table. Maybe uh, in my head, I was thinking if if it was going to be a heavy suspension type thing, it would have been like 13, 14 weeks, like pretty much three quarters of the year. Um, but still, I mean, eleven games. That's that's a lot of games. 11 games is a lot of games. Um, I'll say this, though. Uh, we saw a couple years ago which Kobe Brissett. He is a capable backup. Yes. He's a, he's a capable quarterback. And Cleveland has two things in their favor, which is uh, a tremendous running game. Yes. That we know of with their, with their two running backs, even though one kind of says he doesn't want to be there. Uh, and their defense. Yeah. So, I I'm not gonna say that the ele- like the, these eleven games that he's not gonna play like that automatically takes Cleveland out of it. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that. I think Cleveland by the time Deshaun Watson gets back, Cleveland's not gonna be out of a playoff picture. They're not gonna be out of the division picture. I think they'll be still in. The season, there'll still be a lot to play for. I, I, when it comes I don't back. know about that. I mean, I, I think they might be out of the division race. Baltimore is going to wrap that up. No, absolutely. No, Baltimore? Baltimore or the Bengals? Sorry, Baltimore or the Bengals? Hey, listen, don't sleep on Pittsburgh, man. I don't know. I mean, from what I'm, well, uh, listen, you know, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. I don't think he's going to the season. He, he may be looking he's good. Not, he's not. I think they. I think they're probably going to go with Trubisky anyway because <clears throat> I think you can start with Trubisky, and yeah. if things don't go well, you can go to Pickett. Yeah. If you start with Pickett right off, you don't leave yourself any room to go back. Yeah, because if you, you know if he flops right after out of the gate, who do you go to? Right, you know what I mean. So I think go with Trubisky, see what happens. Although apparently a lot of the word coming out of camp is that Mason Rudolph looks fantastic. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I wouldn't buy that. Mason Rudolph is. I mean, listen, we've seen all we need to see of, of of Mason Rudolph in the last couple of years. When you get beat out for the when 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 Ben was injured, yeah, uh, that couple of years ago, and you got beat out by Duck fucking Hodges, the Duck Call guy from yeah. Alabama. Uh yeah, you you you're you're not good, and you know let's not forget that he had that you know he had that uh, Dirk face when Mason Garrett uh, uh, Miles uh, Garrett uh, Miles Garrett <laughs> uh, smashed his own helmet over his head. So uh, you know Mason not he can look great in camp and he can look great in the preseason, but we've seen him in the regular season for and, a couple of years. That's the that thing we, we got to remember. I mean, a lot of these defenses aren't showing 
what they're going to be playing in the regular season. It's very vanilla type defenses. Right. Right. Absolutely. But I'll tell you what. And again, the same thing goes for Kenny Pickett. He's playing against guys that are going to be insurance salesmen in two weeks. Yeah. You know, I get it. But for, you know, when you're looking at this for a rookie, for somebody in the league, you know, to see that he has the he has the ability, he yeah. has the the the, the, the sh- decision making capability. He has the quick release. He stays in the pocket. He can recognize what's open, what's not. And you saw that in that two minute drive from last week. So I mean, I think for for Pittsburghers, there's a there's a lot of upside that you can see with with Kenny Pickett. And even if you start with Trubisky and you're doing well, I'm not going to say Pittsburgh's going to win a division. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that when it comes down to it, that that division, that AFC North, might beat the hell out of each other. Yeah. And in that case, that leaves everything open. I don't think Baltimore is locking anything up. I don't think Cincinnati's locking anything up. You know, again, it's 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 going to be. A close race. You and and Cleveland. I think by that week twelve, week thirteen mark is going to be still in in the thick of it. Into I, the thick of it. That's where they're going to be. I think I'm the first. You. I think the first four or five weeks is going to show us what Bengals team is going to show up. Because I mean, how many times have we seen young football teams get almost to the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl and lose, and in the following year just plummet and never really not even young teams there are many teams that get to the Super Bowl yeah. and then they have the Super Bowl hangover year and don't get it look at the Falcons happened to the Falcons it happened to the Giants twice uh you know it it happened to the Eagles yeah um you know I, I remember when the Eagles won the Super Bowl and all of a sudden you had everybody in the in the Philly locker room and people saying we're, we're the new paradigm we're the new you know we're, yeah. we're the new standard people gonna have to watch out and then Boy, did that crumble <laughs> fast! Like, yeah. It was like, my goodness, I don't know how that happened. But uh, I, I mean, I still things like that, things uh, like that happen. I still don't blame Doug Peterson for that. I know a lot of people made him the, the scapegoat for the, the downfall, but I think there was a lot more involved. I think there, we'll, I, we'll I, see. I blame Carson. I, I, I mean, obviously, you got to blame Doug a little bit. I mean, he's the play caller. He's making these calls, um, but also the front office. There was too much power struggle going on, which I think affected the team because of distractions well you saw that, that, that well there was a lot of yeah there was a lot of weird shit going on in that in that front office with everybody there howie and and doug obviously were not great i mean do you remember the the one clip that came out the the draft day where I, I was it was it how he walked into the office or something and was like you know shaking everybody's hands or high five and he just he, Doug just absolutely cold shouldered him and like there was like there yeah. was this whole like I mean it was it was not it was it was the only way to describe that would be a toxic work environment yes. you know <laughs> yeah uh, you know and so I I don't I don't think I would blame Carson. Like again, I think a lot of things happened with Carson. The injuries obviously didn't help him. Yeah. You got to remember, their Super Bowl year, he was having an MVP season. Oh yeah, he he almost and, beat out Tom Brady with the the touchdown um, record for the or not record, but uh, title holder, or whatever. The total touchdowns, yeah, right? Yeah. And only lost by two touchdowns, and he missed the last three or four games of the season. 
and let's and let's be honest, they were the Eagles were in the position to have the number one seed because of Carson Wentz and what he did that regular season, getting hurt so late in the season, hurt. And when that happened, people were thinking, well, oh boy, you know, you're going to put Nick Foles in, but you know, it's this is a guy who was a backup. Then was a starter, yeah. then was traded. Well, he was he went to the Rams, or he, he was all over. Yeah. When when he was with the Rams, he was garbage. Everywhere uh, he, other than Philly, he's been garbage. Other than than Philly, if you look, if you look, they traded him back. Yeah, and then he's the backup again, and then he comes in uh, when when Wentz gets hurt, and they go on that on that run. Yeah, and so that is what it is. But I gotta tell you, like I wouldn't blame Carson. I wouldn't blame. I wouldn't blame Dougie Peterson. Uh, it's it, there was a lot of factors there in Philadelphia, uh, and we'll hey, listen. We'll see what happens with Dougie and and in Jacksonville, uh, in Jacksonville yeah. and see you know if he can rebound. If he's still a, as good as as a coach as as we all think he could be or might be, or if 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 he stinks, well you know. It's, I, I think it, he'll, we're gonna see. I think he'll have some leeway as long as he doesn't go around kicking kickers, or you know, fingering college girls <laughs> in, in steakhouses. You know, uh, you know, uh, whiskey bars. Um, oh. Kind of getting back to the Cleveland situation with Deshaun being suspended. So this past Tuesday, I believe, was one of the, if not the last cut down. I think it's the second to last cut down. Yes, yeah, I think they cut it down to 80 or something. Yeah. Yeah. So now Jimmy G is still with the 49ers. And I read somewhere that the 49ers, if he's on the roster in the next eight days, 49ers have to pay his yearly salary. Right. Do the Browns make a play for him? Or do no. they wait a couple games, see how the rest of the division does, see how their team does, and then make a play for him? I think I think the Browns are satisfied going into the season with Jacoby. Um, I don't think they want to pay any more money out to another quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> uh, you got to remember, they're still paying Baker's salary. Yeah. So all that considered, I think they're fine where they are. I think the Niners right now. Uh, I I think they kind of fucked this up. Uh, and what is going to end up happening is they're going to have to let him go. They don't want to. Yeah. Because here's the thing. The moment they let him go, I think Seattle picks him up. Yeah. Now, yeah. whether or not he wants to go to Seattle, that's the question. <laughs> Seattle looks horrendous. Yeah. They're, Just, they're, they're, there's rebuild mode, and then there's Seattle rebuild mode. <laughs> when the Bears are, are, you know, the Bears are the Bears. The Bears are not a great team. Yeah. And when the Bears embarrass you in preseason, <laughs> there's something wrong. Yeah. And there is something wrong in Seattle. So if Jimmy G, if they do release Jimmy G, there's no guarantee he goes to Seattle. But I think that's what Seattle's waiting for. Because uh, San Francisco is obviously not going to trade him in division. And they don't want to end up having to pay him for the year. So... Like I don't, I don't know what you do here. See, in, in situations like this, I, I don't understand. Like, okay, he's he's gonna get released. Okay, you're telling me now. I don't think Jimmy G is the greatest quarterback out there, but I think he's serviceable. I think he could get a sixth or a seventh round draft pick. Oh, you can get more than that for Jimmy. 
but yet I bet you any money, no one will trade that. So you're, you're telling me that San Fran, you know, okay, let, let's just say he's a he's a, a fourth round uh, trade bait. You know, he could get a fourth round pick in return. You telling me you can't go to Seattle or or whatever other team that might need a quarterback? Say, hey, we really don't want to release him. Give us a sixth round that is a conditional fifth round, and we're good to go. Why? Why would any team do that now when they know in two weeks they got to let him go anyway? Because they know they have to compete with the other teams that may want him. Like if you then you, you you take your you take your chances with that then. I, I think I think a lot of teams are like I'm not going to give you anything when I can get this guy, especially if there's already been kind of under the table conversations. And there's I guarantee you there has been, yeah. probably. But you know, here's the thing: Jim, all Jimmy G does is go to NFC Championships or Super Bowls. You forget. <laughs> everybody seems to forget that this guy was four minutes away from winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the 49ers, if the 49ers don't have a complete defensive collapse, yeah. Like we're talking about Jimmy G in a different way, and I don't, and that's the thing I don't understand. Everybody seems to have this thing about Jimmy G being not, you know, oh, he's not that great, he's not that good a quarterback. Out of the way, this all this guy's done in San Francisco is fucking win. He wins. That's what he does. He goes. To, I mean, first of all, he beats the shit out of the Packers in the playoffs every year. I mean, that's just yeah. you know, and and to beat Aaron Rodgers is pretty damn good. In Lambo, by the Especially way, when he's on year. shrooms. You know, well, no, I, it's ayahuasca, <laughs> completely different. Uh, you know, this guy goes to NFC Championship games. He wins NFC Championship games. Uh, well, you know, he he won the one. Yeah. Again, again, that was against the Packers, but still, they were in it last year against the Rams, and again, almost won. If it wasn't for that dropped interception, with, yeah. what was it? Uh, two, four minutes, two minutes left to go in the fourth quarter of that yeah. game. It's it's the Bengals versus the 49ers in the Super Bowl. You know, like it, it's when you look at it overall, Jimmy G puts has put the San Francisco 49ers in a position to win for the last three seasons. Yeah, that's that's what this guy does. And even with the, I want that guy on my team. So so again, right there. So you, you think Seattle wants Jimmy G? Sounds like the Giants aren't too impressed with Jones throughout the preseason here. Why doesn't why don't they make a play for him? Um, money I think is one because the Giants are are right up on the cap. Oh, like okay. they well, Gettleman fucked them. Okay, uh, so tremendously. Uh, the Giants have a lot of work to do to fix the mess that that guy left. Um, and then the other thing that you keep on bringing up is why doesn't Seattle try? Because, listen, I think Seattle could offer San Francisco the world, and San Francisco's not going to do it because they're Seattle. They're yeah. in division. They're a rival. They're not going to tell their fan base, we're going to take this quarterback that we're moving on from, and everybody knows that, uh, but ha- who has brought us uh, successes in these last couple seasons that we haven't seen in a long time here in San Francisco. We're going to take him, and we're going to trade him. Because here's the other thing, too. If you do trade him to Seattle, and then all of a sudden, Seattle somehow, by some miracle, you know, gets better, goes to the playoffs, beats your team. Yeah. You're you're going to have a hard time living that down if Jimmy G comes to San Francisco in a, in a Seahawks helmet and, yeah, that's, that's and thumps your team and thumps Trey Lance. You can't have that. 
So they're not like that's what I mean. San Francisco is in a rock and a hard place because they want to get rid of him. They don't want to eat the salary and they don't want to release him. But they're also not going to trade him in division. So then it's like, okay, Seattle's the team that wants him, but we're not giving him to Seattle. Who else is out there? Cleveland was a possibility, but they've already spent so much money on the goddamn quarterback <laughs> position. They're not going to do it. The Giants are in a cap situation where they could, but they'd have to find a way to finagle it. And again, you can. Again, the salary cap means nothing. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Tampa Bay has shown us that. The Rams have showed us that. The salary cap means nothing. If you have a smart enough uh, mathematician on your staff, yeah, you can you can do whatever you want. You can push money around and I mean, yeah, play I a shell say, game with it and be fine. How many times have we seen trades where once they get traded to a team, uh, the the contract got reconstructed, so there's less money for the first year and it's all backloaded? Well, look at the Saints. When the Saints going into this uh, uh, financial season. The Saints were something like I think seventy-two million over the cap. Yeah, and then by the time the draft came, they were something like I think sixty million under the cap. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. what the? How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> and you, you know, you don't. It's it's if you're able to go ahead and work the system, you can work the system. And I think teams have, have are picked up on that, are doing that. Tampa Bay, I think, is one of the best examples of that. Yeah, uh, where they keep on just reloading and reloading and reloading for Tom every year. Um. So, I mean, things can happen. I, I, when it comes to Jimmy, though, I don't know where he ends up. But I think wherever he ends up, it automatically... In my mind, I'm saying this right now. I love Jimmy. Okay. And I think wherever he goes, he automatically makes that team a better team. And a team that you now have to look out for. Um, is that Seattle? I mean, if it is Seattle, I don't, again, I don't think Seattle makes the playoffs with or without him. But I can't see him wanting to go to Seattle in yeah. their condition. Yeah. Seattle's I mean, in a bad spot, man. He, he's also, he's got to be close to 30. He's probably, what, 28, 27, 28 I think years he's, old? Oh, he's over 30, I really? think. Well, yeah, because uh, I, yeah. I mean, he started with the Patriots, came in with the Patriots when Brady got hurt, and that was three, that was probably about five years ago, six years ago, maybe. Yeah, so he's he's probably over 30. Uh, um, what? Let's see here. No, he's right on the dot. He is 30, 30 years old. So, I mean, this is the top of the hill for him. You know, how many times, uh, other than Brady? I mean, Brady's just a different beast. But once you hit 30 in any of the, the positions, we start to see the decline start to happen. But we're seeing that change, especially with, with since, you know, uh, Tom, I mean, Tom Brady's one of the biggest reasons, TB12 system and all that. And let's not forget that Garoppolo spent his first couple years in New England with Tom Brady under there, no matter how much you want to say there might have been a rivalry between them or that they whether they like each other or not, I think clearly Garoppolo has learned a lot from Brady. And I think probably one of the one things that anybody who's ever played with Brady has learned is nutrition, how to take care of your body, how to uh, prepare yourself and prepare your body. And that's why Tom Brady's 45 years old and still... He had the most, the, the the best statistical season of his career last year at 44 years old. Yeah, which is insane to think about. Um, and Garoppolo being only 30 years old, if if he's if he's gonna do that, like if he's if he takes care of himself, takes care of his body, takes you know prepares himself. Which if you look at the guy, 
you got to think he does. You yeah. know, he's yeah. got that. He's got that swarthy Italian look to him. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's still. You know, if he wasn't, if he wasn't playing football, he'd be some male model out on the on the Alfie coast or something. <laughs> but that's you know, if 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 that's what he's going to do, you can get a top quality quarterback for the next five to seven years. I mean, that's something you got to look at as well. Yeah. You know, so I to, I I think. By far, I think Seattle's interested. I think clearly the Giants are interested, um, and and I think any other team that might have a quarterback issue, I would even would put be, Chicago would be in there. interested. No, they're all in on Justin Fields. The, they are Jesus. all in on Justin Fields. I mean, how, how much more time are you going to give him? This is going to be his second year. He started last year, but he he. He didn't start the year. I thought this was his third year in the in the league. Isn't this his second? This is definitely his his second year starting. Yes, definitely this, second year yeah. starting. He couldn't beat out Andy Dalton in his rookie year. Couldn't beat well, out. No, again, that's not a case of beating out. That's a case of again, like the Steelers have with uh, starting Trubisky and then moving to Pickett. If you start just Justin Fields immediately, where, where do you go? Okay, we're gonna go to Andy Dalton. Yeah, like that's the good. And also, let's not forget that they had Nagy, who was oh yeah, that's an true. idiot. <laughs> who, who, so let me ask you this: Who was worse, Nagy or Jeff Fisher? Nagy, at least Jeff Fisher made it to a Super Bowl. He was, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, Jeff Fisher was the, was the master of the what what did, what did they call him seven and nine, eight and eight. He was, was always eight and eight. eight. He was always seven and nine, eight, yeah, eight, something, something like, that. like that. So he was always in that in that area. Um, but. Nagy had one good year, yeah. And if it wasn't for that doink against the Eagles in in the Eagles run, yeah, uh, you know the 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 who knows what who knows what could have happened. Because again, Trubisky that year was fantastic. I think that was Trubisky's. Rookie he's year. he's another quarterback. I think it's a, a bad rap. If you look at I me, mean, he has one Pro Bowl, maybe two Pro Bowls. I know definitely one. But if you look at his stats, they weren't they're not as bad as everybody makes them out to be. No, he's got, listen. If you look at stats, uh, just just look at the numbers and look at the stats. And I saw this. I think I posted this on Facebook last week. Uh, Daniel Jones and Josh Allen have the same. Stats. I was surprised with that. Yeah, I saw you post that, and I, I read them, and I'm like, holy shit! The only difference in the Daniel Jones stats from the Josh Allen stats are the wins. Yeah. But I think you can chalk that up to the fact that the Giants have no offensive line. Saquon Barkley's done jack shit, and the Giants' defense has been non-existent for the last five seasons. Yeah, you know, and I think that's a that's a Gettleman issue. I've never been one to be down on Daniel Jones. I think, I think his problem is, uh, ball security. Yeah, is the biggest thing with him. He fumbles too much. When he gets hit, he fumbles. Yeah, they have to work on that. And that's been something that he's had to work on for a while. Hopefully, Dable's helping him with that. But otherwise, I think Daniel Jones has... he. I think he throws the ball well. I think he sees the field well. He's probably the most athletic quarterback in the NFL, and I will fight anybody on it. Who are you talking about? Lamar Jackson? Listen, Daniel Jones outruns Lamar Jackson. Until he, he hits the five, until he hits the 10-yard line. Until he trips over himself. <laughs> he's... I mean... He, he, run, I mean, they did the stats on it. The guy runs faster than anybody. Yeah, I remember seeing that too. He's like a for that goofy, lanky bastard. He <laughs> runs. 
So, I mean, his athleticism is there. I think the skills are there. It's just, is is the team around him there? And the, 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 the shame of it is that he's gotten, even a Giants owner, uh, uh, John Mara came out and even said, like, we... We've done him no favors yeah. with with what we've put out there for him. And that's true. So, I don't... I, I, I don't now, what, what's I, his I'm, what's his situation now? Now, that they didn't pick up his fifth year, right? They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. So, this is it. This is his, this is his last year okay. on his contract. If he doesn't do something this year, if he's not spectacular this year, if he doesn't wow anybody this year, they can just move on. Yeah, just let him and, walk. So, here's the thing, you know, Danny Dimes is going to have to have an MVP style season in uh, order. I don't know to, about that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if your owner's coming out and saying we're not, we didn't do him any justice, the owner is admitting that okay, what our previous GM did and what I signed off on wasn't the right thing for him. Now we bring a new GM, and you know, I'm approving all these um, these moves or non moves. Um, you know, show me what you got now. How long do you, how long do you hold on to somebody? You're just talking about Chicago moving on from Justin Field. Well, no, no, and he's not, been there for half the time that DJ has been with the Giants. I'm not saying like at, at least above average year. Like if he keeps with going with the stats that he's got got going and build a better team than what Gettleman did, then keep him around, sign him for another year, and see what happens. I I don't know. I don't know if you want to. I don't know if you want to. Put, I, I, I I I don't I don't think you can commit that kind of money, and commit uh, uh, the fans, and commit all of that to the quarterback's potential. Like you, like there has to be like here's the thing. This is his fourth season. Okay. There has to be not only there has to be a market improvement. There has to be uh not not a promise not potential of getting better there has to be like oh shit okay this is the god yeah we we see like there has to be that kind of moment for giants fans for people around the nfl for everybody like people have to are gonna have to look at this and be like wow we didn't think we were gonna see anything from the giants this year but holy shit have you seen daniel jones he's like he has to have that kind of season so whether he's MVP or not, that's a whole other question. But he has to have a season that makes everybody stop and say, "Okay, we were wrong. He he's good. Yeah. He's good, and we think he's can. We think he can bring us to uh, uh, a title. We think he can bring us to a place. He's that kind of quarterback. That's what he has to show this year. And if he doesn't, like." The Giants don't even have anybody as a backup anyway. But you know, this is the year where he either blows everybody away, or he moves into Sam Darnold career backup territory. Yeah. Um, and that's the shame of it. But it is what it is. You know, kind of talking like you know about Danny Jones improving and stuff like that. As far as the Eagles go, Miles Sanders, I. I think this might be his last year. There's not not his last year, but he has like another year or so on his contract. There's been rumors floating around about Kareem Hunt possibly coming to Philly. Uh, Kareem Hunt came came out and said that Philly is definitely one team that he would like to play for. Do as an outsider, 
you know, Miles Sanders, very good running back, but like Shaquan Barkley, can't stay healthy. Shaquan Barkley? Who the hell is that? I always thought that's how you said his name. Saquon. 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 I'll just stick with Saquon. Barkley. <laughs> well, no, because then we don't know if you're talking about Saquon or Charles. Oh. <laughs> that is terrible. It's terrible. just terrible, terrible. Um, I've seen some mock trades out there. Uh, Philly getting Kareem Hunt for Andre Dillard and a, and a second-round pick. And another one I saw, the recent one, was Miles Sanders and a second-round pick goes to Cleveland for Kareem Hunt. I would not give a second-round pick. I, I would do a straight-up Miles Sanders for Kareem Hunt. If and you're I, not getting him. I, I, don't, I don't think the second and Miles is going to get him. See, here's my issue. See, I don't know. Cleveland doesn't have to get rid of him. Yeah. But, like, I'm just thinking, like, Kareem Hunt, he's a good running back, but he's not an elite core uh, running back. So that second-round pick right there would kind of show me that they're expecting him. They think he's an elite running back. Miles Sanders, yes, he can't stay healthy, but he's a very good running back. And if you put him with Nick Chubbs, um, he doesn't have to do the 15, 20 touches a game. So they, they could save his... his uh, Wear and tear, if you want to call it that. I think I think Cleveland is gonna do what they can. They're gonna talk to him and they're gonna try to get him to stay, especially with Chubb there too, because Chubb's his boy. And and that backfield of having Chubb and Hunt is, I mean, that's weapons that you don't want to give up. Like that's a that's a one-two punch. Yeah, that makes Cleveland dangerous. That- where like, everybody talks about having a passing game and. Receivers being dangerous, having those two in the background, uh, in the backfield, makes Cleveland a dangerous team. Yeah, and you don't want to give that up, especially with and, with Brissett as your quarterback. You, you need you need players around them to take some of that pressure off. And as we and listen, as we just saw in the NBA, um, and and honestly, it's easier in the NFL to deny it than it has been in the NBA. But it's good to see, like, where Kevin Durant was like, I want to have a trade, trade me. And in the NBA, when a player does that, usually they get the trade because the players have pretty much all the power in the NBA. Yeah. Except this time, you know, the guy still has a four year contract in the Hudson, and that said, no. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and their asking price for him was so high that they finally sat down and were like, hey, listen, how about instead of just. Telling us you want us to fire the GM and the coach. How about you just come and play with us? And he's yeah. like, all right, fine. I'll go play. Like, at the end of the day, they can tell Kareem Hunt, hey, listen, you, I know you want to have a trade. I know you want to do all this kind of stuff. And I don't know why. I mean, if, is it because of the Deshaun stuff? I mean, I don't know. Why. I mean, considering where you came from and the things that you were dealing with, yeah. you know, I figured you'd all be about, you know, maybe rehabilitation and second chances and all that kind of uh, nonsense. So I don't know what his reason for wanting to get traded for well, is. He wants a, a new contract. And that, that brings a, another question to me that I, I want to ask you. You know, we've seen it happen with uh, Debo Samuel over the offseason. All these players that ask for trades or demand new contracts with two, three years left on a contract. <coughs> do you think that that's like total bullshit? But they should be asking like, you know, say they sign a four-year contract. A year later, I want a new contract. No, uh, as as uh, I see both sides of it. I see both sides of it. Um, 
you know, especially if, you know, you get a contract and then all of a sudden, like, a wave of people in your same position come out and they get contracts and they're all a lot higher than yours was. And he's like, wait a minute, I missed the boat on this. Yeah. And you can kind of be like a bit of uh, a buyer's remorse almost in that kind of sense. Um, but to me, that that's on you then. You should, your agent or you, if you're Richard Sherman, should have negotiated it better. You should have known that uh, Devontae Adams was going to sign a new contract or you know whatnot. This is this is what I mean as far as like I can see both sides of it. You know, um, where I can see like, hey, listen, you signed a deal, do the deal. Um, but I can also see from the player side of it is like, listen, I have a finite time in the NFL. I only have so many years in the NFL, if that. You know, again, the average NFL career is roughly two and two years, three years, three yeah. seasons, something like that. So I have this very short amount of time to make as much money as possible to set myself up, set my family up for generational uh, changing money. Like this, this money changes my life, changes my family's life, changes my kids' lives, my kids' kids' lives. Like this, this is my opportunity to to do all this. Yeah. Um. So, like, I, I'll not, I'm never going to begrudge somebody looking to get as much money as they can. Um, but, you know, there's different ways to go about it. Uh, and also, again, if you make a bad deal, you make a bad deal. That's on you. Uh, but see, here's the other thing, too, is get, the contracts in the NFL aren't guaranteed anyway. And I think the players know that as well. So that's the thing. Is what do you mean they're not guaranteed? What's the guaranteed money then? You can no. You can get a bonus. You can get the, the the signing bonus. You can get so much guaranteed in there, but the contract in and of itself isn't guaranteed. Oh, okay. So that's when you hear somebody gets a you know uh, uh, oh, I got a, I got a seventy million dollar contract, twenty million of it guaranteed. Okay, so they get twenty million dollars of that money guaranteed. That's going to get to them by the by the organization. Yeah. But if all of a sudden you 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 bust your knee, or you have an, a down season, you don't perform well. Well, we're cutting you. So okay, that twenty's there, but all of a sudden now for the next couple of seasons, that the rest of that sixty million, fifty million, that's off the book. We don't have to worry about that. Oh, okay. And they yeah, don't owe that, you anything. That's why, like, whatever. So. Okay. That's the that's the back and forth of it. You know what I mean? It's like right now the only guaranteed, the only fully guaranteed contract in NFL history is the Sean Watson. That's the first one. That's the only one. Was it? That man is getting two hundred and thirty million dollars, no matter no. what happens. <laughs> wow. No matter what, and this is the problem now because Kyler Murray wanted that now, and now Lamar Jackson's talking about wanting to get that, and teams are going like. That's an outlier. We're not as dumb as the Browns. <laughs> We're not fucking doing that. And that's going to cause a lot of problems. But that's the thing. Like a lot of people are saying, is the Sean Washington contract going to be the new norm going forward? Or is that an outlier? That's going to be an outlier. Because the rest of the owners are going to be like, what the fuck are you doing, Jimmy Haslam? Are you out of your goddamn mind? No. Stop browning. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's the case. So, like in the NFL, they don't have the guaranteed contracts. So, if I'm a player, I'm gonna be like, listen, you can cut me anytime you want, and I'm out of all that money. Yeah. So, if that's the case, I'm gonna try to make as much money as I can. And if that means I have to, you know, sit out, although holding out now is very hard to do 
with this CBA. Now, you can't really hold out without losing a shit ton of money. Yeah, and we saw that with like, the it makes it year. even Right, it makes it so much more costly now to sit out. Now, they call it holding in, where you just kind of you go to the facility, but you don't really do anything. Yeah, I saw that you know. term a couple weeks ago. Uh, it might have been the, the Jets cornerback or something like that, and I'm like, holding in? I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah, because you can't hold out. If you hold out, you lose so much money. How does that work, so, though? Because It's uh, with the new CBA that they signed. So let, let's say that the season starts. They're still allowed to hold in, not take take uh, uh, participation in practice? They can go in. Like It's not that they're not participating. They're there, but they're, like, it's, they're letting themselves be known, like, I don't want to be here. Oh, and man. they're doing all that kind of thing. Because I was, just, I was just thinking, like, if, if you know, season starts, whatever you're holding in, quote unquote, uh, wouldn't that be considered detrimental to a team and start finding them? But not only that, like, again, if you if you're a coach or whatever, it's like, okay, here's this guy, he's he's been here, but he's been half-assing it the whole way and doing that stuff. I don't want to put him into the game. That's going to have the potential to cost us. That's going to have the potential to. You know uh, any number of things. He, you know, you, you're you're not going to put him into the game. Yeah. Uh, uh, for those reasons, and so then that then it becomes a case of okay, well, what is the organization going to do if they if they don't play him, then they can't find him for that, and it be you know it's a, it's like a whole cat and mouse thing. Now, yeah. Uh, for that reason, but where it used to be, where the player was just like, okay, I'm just not coming in, and you know the the team was like, okay, well, we'll find you, and we'll find you, and we'll find you, and then when they come in, it's like, okay, don't worry about the fine, you're okay. Yeah. With the new CBA, they can't do that. The new CBA is like, okay, you're gonna hold out. Okay, you get fined, you get fined, you get fined. It goes directly to the NFL. You're getting fined. Fuck you. You lose. <laughs> you lose all that money. You do not so, pass go. <laughs> dude, yeah, yeah. You definitely ain't collecting two hundred dollars. You're losing a lot more than that. So in that case, you know, uh, uh, like I, I, the, the players are kind of in a in a spot when it comes to that. So I don't begrudge them, like in a certain situation, especially running backs, yeah. being like, "Hey, listen, I, I, I got to get more than than what I'm getting, uh, and I think I can get more either here or somewhere else. I think I can get it. I'm just letting you all know." this is what I want. So either trade me or give me a new contract or whatever the case is. And I think at the end of the day, Cleveland will figure it out. Yeah. Uh, and, mean, they'll, and they'll keep hunt. I don't, I don't see them trading. They again, anything could happen. Uh, you know, the, the NFL is weird. They'll probably uh, end up so, doing something where they, they turn some salary into a signing bonus and here's hush, hush money, you know, type thing. They could rework it. They could give him a new. They could tear it up and start a new one. They could yeah. give him so much guarantee to do something like that, and you know they'll adjust the cap to do this, and they'll switch money around if they're good <laughs> at it. You know who knows? Because the Browns definitely have to do that because they have fucked themselves so much with money uh, in this last little bit, especially with Baker and with Deshaun. So, uh, which again, I think that's a reason why they're not going after Garoppolo. Yeah, uh, even as a rental, you know. Uh, for this season, so it's it's uh, again it's it's hard. I'm no listen. I'm no cap guru. I'm no I'm no. I don't know. I mean, uh, you, you did contract enthusiast. You did predict I, the, I, the the Sean suspension last week. So your your predictions this week might be 
pretty good. Yeah, too. watch. We're gonna wake up tomorrow and it's gonna be like uh, Kareem Hunt traded to <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo traded to Seattle. Fuck! I fucked it all up. Oh god, I lost it. I lost the touch. It was a good run. Uh, one week. I had one week of being right in in forty one years of life. One week. Out. I'll still take it. That's a victory still. <laughs> but you know what's the wonderful thing? We're only, what, 17 days? Something like that from football? Uh, day, 15. I think, yeah. 15. I think, well, is 15 15 college? days from the NFL, yes. No, 15 days from, from the NFL. NFL. Okay. Uh, college football starts, uh, I believe, uh, uh, not... Well, there there are some college games yeah, the this Saturday. Games. The, yeah, the, the real lower, like... Uh, uh, Division One A and yeah. or whatever they call it now the the championships of Division whatever uh, you have that and then I believe it's next weekend is uh, when college ball starts in earnest where you get the big games you're gonna have no what Notre Dame and Ohio State kicking everything off holy yeah. shit I was actually I was looking at their schedule because I, I cook on Saturdays now and I was like well hopefully Ohio State and Notre Dame's the only prime time game because you know Andy my my oldest likes to watch them with me. He doesn't right. curse, but he does ask for permission now, and if Notre Dame's on there, because <laughs> he sees me. But we actually have four, definitely four primetime games, and um, UNC and USC is to be determined. So that there could be possibly more primetime games. Yeah, it depends on what NBC wants to do. Yeah. Uh, and they have, again, uh, USC could be on the rise this year. So, again, if USC is having a good year, and Notre Dame looks good. That's obviously a primetime game. Uh, UNC, uh, they're all of a sudden seem to be in the mix yeah. uh, all the time. And and that seems to be a recent thing. UNC never struck me as a football power. Yeah. Uh, but all of a sudden, in the last five years or so, uh, UNC is being talked about. And now with all the realignment stuff, like people are talking about like uh, uh, if the SEC wants to uh, poach teams from the ACC... Uh, potentially, who could it be after the grants of rights if they have to pay and do all that kind of stuff, blah, 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 whatever. Like Clemson, obviously, is number one. And then you'd figured like Florida State or Miami would be number two. And a lot of people saying like, no, nah, actually, it would probably be North Carolina. And it that always struck me as hmm. odd. It's like, why would North, like it would be like Clemson and North Carolina and then Florida State and Miami. Yeah. Like, wow, that's... I mean, That's kind of odd, but apparently it has something to do with like you know whether the market share or you know grabbing you know you can grab an entire state I guess at that point oh. uh, as like as like doing that. But then the question becomes: Does then it goes into basketball too? Because then do you take UNC away from Duke? Does UNC like hey, say, hey li- listen we'll come, but you got to bring Duke with you, you yeah. know because. As much as Duke is garbage in football, as much as I love Daniel Jones, uh, <laughs> as bad as Duke is in football, uh, Duke in North Carolina basketball brings in a shit ton of money. It does, but uh, take a step back here. Um, Duke's not that bad at football. They broke the top 25, what, two years ago? Yeah. And hey. the last time they did that was... 60 years before that? Baby steps. Baby so- steps. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like, again, Duke, uh, yeah, they've had the, the one or two good years, I think, in the last uh, six or seven. And the time that we've known each other, the time that we've been friends now, which is uh, 10 years now, um, 
we saw Duke in the ACC championship game once. Yeah. Where they were up and should have won and didn't. Uh, and then uh, they were in a bowl game, again, where they were up and should have won and then <laughs> lost it and blew the whole game in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, and then outside of that, like, again, Duke last year was bad. Yeah. And uh, I... I, I I do. I root for them because I root for them. I root for Duke football now because you do. I root for them because uh, of NCAA football because game. Because of a video game, yeah. Which, by the way, is coming back Dude, next year. So I, that's cool. I already t- I told the wife, I said, I'm telling you right now, I'm taking the whole month off. And she's like, why? I'm like, you have never seen me with NCAA football. She's like, are you guys nuts <laughs> with cool. hockey? I'm like, I'm like G rated on hockey when it comes to this football shit. <laughs> uh, you know, which is funny because I always rooted for Duke basketball going up because yeah. I'm from Jersey and we had Bobby Hurley and Bobby Hurley went to Duke so it was like okay we're Duke fans you know uh, little did I know how much everybody hates Duke but I was like yeah I don't give I'm from Jersey I'm used to people hating me I don't give a <laughs> shit you know uh, you damn drivers don't know how to drive no we're the only people who know how to fucking drive <laughs> you PA drivers don't know shit and let's not talk about the New York drivers or even worse the Connecticut drivers. I, Connecticut I, I've people never Connecticut should never be allowed yet. on the road. Ever. <laughs> Connecticut is the fucking worst. If you're listening to us and you're from Connecticut, get off the fucking road. You don't belong there. <laughs> well, there goes our, our demographic uh, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our, our, our rich Connecticut uh, you know, so let me go ahead and tune into Stay Tuned Sports today. Oh my word, they're talking about our driving ability. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I picture everybody in Connecticut, anyway. It's so. probably just total opposite. <laughs> oh no, no, it's it's fairly it's fairly accurate. Oh wait, wait, Connecticut—that's where WWE is, right? Yeah, oh, Stanford. So, so Lama yeah. the Vince McMahon walk up there, then I guess. Uh, when it comes to driving to Connecticut, you got no chance, <laughs> no chance in hell. Uh, he had no uh, chance in hell keeping those women quiet too. Oh boy! A lot of well, you know. <laughs> listen, I, I, it's it's yeah, people do dumb stuff in order <laughs> to hide affairs. Sometimes you give up twelve million dollars. You know, I, you, well, I, I'm going to kick out of like it's almost like well, it slowed down now, but I think it was like two weeks ago. Another one came out that they found more money. <laughs> like how how does you know the department w- find it? Because what it what I think it was in the the the, the first accounts were like uh, he spent like three million dollars or something uh in payments to like three girls four girls something like that uh in which he was having an affair with um everybody tried to say it was like oh he's raping girls and doing this well, that, that's and, how I, I took it when it first came out but as it came out i was like no it was just a fair like even chris jericho chris jericho even said here. he goes he's he was just a man that did bad things like and not yeah. bad like rape things but bad like should have cheated on your wife things but but not only that did any of us ever think that miss man was a morally uh <laughs> good person like okay can we be honest with this like he's vince fucking mcmahon yeah. like he was he was never great i think there was one story it's an uncorroborated story that people try to say uh might be about him uh one of the wrestlers said that they wanted they were going to get a push and then they were like propositioned yeah, and she I, turned I it down, that. and then like two weeks later, she was written off TV, and then she was released from the company, and nothing ever happened. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if that's 
something that happened. I don't know if it's true of allegation. And again, I don't think Vince was ever mentioned in it. Uh, there might have been uh, allusions to him or to somebody else high up. Uh, but let's face facts. You know, yeah. Vince McMahon is not a morally grounded person. You know, he's <laughs> uh, let's face facts. He was. Uh, he, he's he's a steroided up. He's seventy seven now, and he's still jacked to all shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, and he's been that way for forty years in a locker room that is full of muscled up, greased up dudes and women in their peak physical forms. Like, there's a lot of bad things happening <laughs> in the locker rooms of 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 the of the wrestling, world. not just WWE. You go any uh, wrestling everywhere. Right? Yeah. It's just not, I mean, it's not, it's, you know, it's Caligula type <laughs> shit, you know? So, uh, it is what it is. Uh, and and uh, I'll tell you what, though. WWE is looking, as, as the wrestling, and not to go off into wrestling here. We're not yeah. going to do that. I'm just saying, quickly, just a quick aside. As a wrestling fan, if somebody does still watch wrestling, uh, the product has gotten better since then. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H has been doing a great job taking over creative. So uh, well, I'll, tell you, I'll you, tell you what, maybe the next pay-per-view, we might have to talk about it after the pay-per-view because I watched SummerSlam and I, I was impressed. And it was years since I've watched wrestling. That was that was Triple H's first show where he was in charge. Yeah. And it was good. It was a good show. And yeah, but Raw and and SmackDown are both uh, markedly improved uh, when it comes to storytelling and uh, just just in the presentation of the product. So yeah, I mean it's a, it's it, it was time for him to move on anyway. Yeah, you know he was he, 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 you're 77 enough for banging the the, the 20 year olds <laughs> there, Vince. You know, leave leave that to Triple H. Now. <laughs> Oh boy! So one last topic before we go, I want to bring up. So this past um, weekend, UFC, Kamar Usman versus Leon Edwards. Um, I'm sorry I missed that fight, but dude, again, I thought poor, he, but... I, I thought he was dead. I because I, I I didn't have the the sound on because I was playing hockey or something, and my TV wouldn't have the sound or something. And I just happened to pick my head up at the right time. I've never seen someone drop so quick like a a, a sack of potatoes like that. And on top of that, there's actually two things I want to ask you. Um, so when he got knocked out, Kamar Usman got knocked out, he had his daughter there. I would say she was around the 11, 12-year-old age, okay? Witnessed that. Witnessed her father just drop like that. Conor McGregor, as much of an asshole he is, all the shit he does, comments on that and said, that's why I never bring my kids to my fights because that's very traumatizing. If you were... A UFC fighter in a situation like that, <clears throat> would you ever bring your kids to your fights? Good question. Uh, granted, from what I understand, uh, you know, reading through either the tweets and recaps and everything uh, following that, when I woke up the next morning, uh, Usman was controlling that fight. Usman had that fight. If it he wasn't was. for that one kick, he wins that fight. And a lot of people were actually criticizing him, saying like he could have put that fight away so many times, and he didn't because he was like toying with him. Yeah. And then it came to bite him in the ass or kick him in the head, as it were. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, and especially with how confident that Usman is, I've seen him do a couple interviews now on on the. On Pat McAfee's show, 
Um, he seems like you know a confident guy, and and not without reason. Yeah, I mean, he was what one win away from the UFC record for most consecutive wins. Yeah, um, and so like I think when you're that confident and you're that good you think okay I'll bring my kid and they can watch me destroy this motherfucker yeah and then we'll go out and you know we'll 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 hit the nightlife of Salt Lake City um <laughs> but see I I don't know because it's been shown time and time and time again in the sport in boxing anything could happen that's you know? true, and th- and then this is where you get in the argument, though. Like, is you know, what <laughs> hubris will often come and get you. It'll bite you right in the ass. Yeah. And so, was it that he was that just confident in himself and his abilities? Did he not? Did he was he looking past him to his next opponent? Uh, because you know he already he already dispatched this guy once, and if you're looking at again the way the fight was going, he was well on his way to doing it again. And it seemed like maybe he was just he, he was fucking around too much and unfortunately he found out yeah and um if it's, it's hard to say because i don't have a kid and i've never wanted a kid <laughs> because um I, i'm a terrible person i can't take care of myself there's no <laughs> way i can take care of another human being you're not a terrible um, person oh i'm an awful i'm just i'm just awful i mean I'm, you're not I'm, charles I'm, barkley terrible let's say it that way you know, uh, I, I'm I'm the embodiment of if you can't be a good influence, be a terrible warning. That's me. Uh, <laughs> so there was no way I was ever going to have a kid. Um, if I was in, the, if I was, if I was a combat sport person, if I was MMA, boxing, something like that, um, I would probably err on the side of not bringing my kid, not for the reason of what happened, not because they might see me get knocked out or hurt or something like that but because in order for me to be there to be in the octagon to be in a ring to do that and then to to perform that way you have to become a killer yeah 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 you 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 have to have any distractions not not just distractions but you have to become a fucking savage you have to become an absolutely different level of human yeah and that's not something I think I would want my kids to see is not somebody hurting daddy, but daddy not being there. Yeah. And th- this being this fucking beast, this monster that's in this cage that's ready to fucking murder this other guy for money. Like to see that, to have your child see that and to see that side of you. I think that's probably more traumatizing than anything. Yeah, that's true. So, and maybe maybe there's a little bit of that in what in what Connor was saying too is not only having your kids see you get knocked the fuck out, but to have your kids see you switch and to be this other thing. Yeah, like a, a, a Doctor Jekyll, Doctor uh, right, Jekyll yeah, Doctor Jekyll to Mister Hyde. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like you're you're this you're this completely different entity you're this absolute monster yeah that is now in there and that you know that's it daddy's not here anymore this is this is a killer this is somebody that you see that if i had a weapon on me i would murder this man yeah 
you know so i think that would be why i wouldn't bring my child there then the other question i want to bring up to you and i can't stand this with ufc and it's not it i mean i understand boxing does this because it's in their contract but automatic rematches if it's a close fight and it goes to decision i'm totally for automatic rematches the next fight for leon edwards is kamaru uzman why should uzman get an automatic rematch getting knocked out that bad because he owned him the rest of the fight yeah, but he got, that's he the got question. Caught, it's though. a cl- it was a close fight, and he got caught. And it was a here's the thing: it's a lucky catch. And anybody who was watching the fight was like, "Listen, if it wasn't for that kick to the head, Usman Usman was winning that whole fight." See, to me, and the problem was is that he was toying with them. That's the problem, and that's what everybody's saying. So if your if your thing is you don't mind automatic rematches if it's a close fight, well, here you have a fight where one fighter was dominating the other one and then this fighter got a, he got the kick to the head whether you want to call it luck precision was he waiting for his right moment whatever the case is yeah that was the other guy toying around did he not take him seriously did he let his guard down no matter what the circumstances are for that fight you had one fighter that was fairly dominating the other and then the other one gets a lucky kick in and knocks him out and is now the champion well, then you're like, okay, now we got to see it again. So you have one fight in which Usman beat him. Yeah. And fairly well. Then you have another fight where Usman was beating him fairly well. But then my man cracked his skull three ways to Sunday. See, but like, now I, I would be okay with them saying, Usman, okay, obviously you're going to be the number two guy now. You fight the number one guy, like number one ranked guy as a title contention fight. I'd be okay with that. And when he wins, if he wins, then he goes after Edwards. Like, don't drop him, you know, down to fight the the 10th ranked guy. But give him another fight to earn that, that spot to fight for not, the belt. Not only that, this guy had the second longest winning streak in UFC history. This guy was untouchable for a, a pretty long stretch. For a couple of years, yeah. Like he's the number. Like he was the the top guy for a stretch of time where fighters usually aren't the top guy. Yeah. Like you can be a top guy for for a little bit here, a little bit there. This guy had a fairly long streak. Again, I'm not big in the UFC. Yeah. I I don't know it as well as you do. Uh, I'm not I'm not uh, uh, well versed in all the rankings and who's where and what's and yeah. whatever. I I look at it from a very very pulled back abstract point of view yeah um but from what i understand is that yeah uh uzman is or has been on a different level when it comes to uh fighters in a fight game so again i think all things considered when you see that his 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 streak that he had how long he was champion uh, how long he's been on top, how he dominated this guy basically in two fights, and in the last one he got he 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 got the kick to the head, a lucky one that if it wasn't for that, he wins again. Um, I think you look at that and it's like okay, he gets he gets a shot, he he gets a shot to get it back for a third one, and I think that's 
That's right. I think it's different than like, yeah, if, if he was facing Joe Schmo. Okay. Joe Schmo's the number one contender. He's facing Joe Schmo. He beats Joe Schmo. Now, Joe Schmo goes down to two or three or whatever. And then Joe Schmo has to get himself back up and fight his way back into a rematch. Here, this is the champion. Yeah. The champion for as long as he's been champion. And then he gets, he, he loses, he gets knocked out. I think as champion, you should, as, uh, as you said, as long as it's not embarrassing, as long as he wasn't completely dominated, yeah. which he wasn't, as long as it's not anything like that, uh, when you have something like that, if you're the champion and you lose, you, you should get that, you should get that rematch and just be like, okay, now I get it. That's, you know, it's kind of the perk of being the champion, especially for as long as he was. Yeah. You know, it's like I was champion. I deserve a shot at my title again. And it's, you know, I, I, I view that as being different than if a contender loses and he might drop back down to two or three in the rankings. I think yeah. if a champion loses, a champion should have that ability to get his belt back. I mean, I, I am I am curious to see how this fight's going to go because uh, Usman did make a comment that, like the next day or whatever, he he feels the weight lifts off his his shoulders and is ready to get back in there. So, I mean, hey, maybe next time we might see Leon Edwards get murdered. I was going to say if because a lot of people were saying that Usman might have been looking forward uh, to another fight. Uh, uh, who who's, who who was he going to face if he beat? Uh, uh, there's uh, um there's a kid fighting Nate Diaz in the next couple weeks. Um, I think it began with a C. I yeah, can't remember it's, the it's name. A, it's like a Russian name. I can never ch- Chimov, ch- Chimiov. I can never something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, but either way, so people were saying that he might have been looking forward to that one. He might have lost his edge or do something like that. And hearing this guy talk and hearing his interviews and stuff, like if he gets refocused. Like if he starts to bring that back out of himself, yeah, he may legitimately murder this man. So that could definitely happen. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think that's gonna be it for this week, though. Yeah, it was, that was a good week. Yeah, it was a good week. Good fun talking. You know. Um, you know. That's uh, listen. We snuck some wrestling in there. <laughs> yeah, you know, we got we had a lot of subjects. Got more. I, I'll tell you what. We talked more about the NFL than I thought we were gonna. Me. Me too. I mean, I, I didn't think I didn't think there was a lot to talk about, but sure enough, yeah. Hey, listen, when it comes to football, there's always something to talk about. <laughs> exactly, it might be like a little uh, look into the future once the season starts for for the the listeners here. How will me and you will get a little? Oh excited. God, the show is going to be nothing but football <laughs> and just nonsense. It's going to be just it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. <laughs> so before we go, though, make sure you guys head over to StayTunedSports.net. Um, I got to update the website a little bit. I get the TikTok uh, link on there. Oh so that yeah, way... I haven't got. I, I got to get there. Yeah, I got to. Yeah. I got to start doing some of my graphics and stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. So well, yeah, we have all the social media accounts over there. Just one click away to head over to the social media accounts and follow us and all that stuff. Merch tabs there. Um, merchandising, merchandising. <laughs> Buy a shirt. Oh, and uh, slash st sports. It's another way to show your support. I don't drink coffee, but you could buy me a beer. That's that's. I drink, I drink coffee. That's actually I how, coffee. That's actually how I set up the buy me a coffee. They could buy me a beer. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, I listen. I have coffee in the morning, beer at night. So mm-hmm. you know, it's, 
you know, right around that noon, one o'clock time is when it's like, all right, coffee, we put the coffee away, and then beer takes over. It's just, you know, it's the it's the natural order of things. <laughs> but yes, uh, if you do like the show, go ahead and toss some bucks. Be um, nice. And as far as iRacing, no one won this week, and we are actually off this week, so we're obviously not going to do a drawing, but we'll be back next Friday. And next week's episode, I will decide how we're going to do the drawing. So, where's it? What's what's the what's the next right? Where's where's the next track? Next track. I think it's like Milwaukee. I think it's the the Milwaukee. Oh, the Milwaukee Mile. Yeah, I think so. I know. I'm in three different leagues, so it's like the all the all the the trying the to keep track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, till next week, King. Brother, will, it, it's been fun. I will see you guys next week.